the freeway to the federal building. And I hear a voice that says, stop texting. Cause I was literally texting when I was driving. And I looked like literally at that moment, I almost, I was going to slam somebody on the freeway. So I'm like, okay, this is wild. And then it was like, but there's like the, the car was driving itself and it was an older car. Like there's man, I had to say that happened to me. It was awakening in, in Colorado. I was driving and I had read a book. It was weird, but I read a book and it was about angels and like tuning out. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause we're also tuning in. And so I would, basically the book was saying that stop listening to the radio, you yep. know, start tuning in and listen. So I stopped listening to radio. Long story short, got off work, was not feeling it. You're about to make a left-hand turn and I didn't have my ID or nothing. Something came to me and said, you're about to get in an accident. You're about to make a left-hand turn and you're going to die. Wow. They, you don't have an ID on you. They can't, they're not going to be able to identify your body. And so you need to put on your seatbelt. I'm thinking it's like, if it's me, I kind of had a situation, same thing. I'm like, wait, man, what the heck? And so I'm like, just because I was uneasy, I put on my seatbelt and literally there's three, four cars in front of me. And when I get ready to make a left turn, guess what happens? What? You would think that the, the car, if I was going to get an accident, they would have got hit. But it was like the, the light was green on the arrow for like three, four seconds and nobody got hit. But when it came to me, I slowly went out. And when I went slowly went out, a car out of nowhere I remember it was a Chinese lady. She came and I, because I didn't just jet off, I pressed my horn and it was like she was in a trance or something. She was like, and then she went, she backed up and then I slowly, but that changed my life. Yeah. That changed my life because at that point in time, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I'm like, yo, am I psychic? Yo, am I, is, what is this? Who's, you know, I hear about spirit guys, angels, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, but it was the weirdest feeling ever because it's kind of like your thoughts, but not your thoughts, right? So, um, so I understand what you're saying. You're texting and you wake up and all that stuff. So I just had to mention that because I coincide with you when you have those things that changes you. Yeah. And the thing is, in going down this rabbit hole of, of, of how, you know, I interview people and we've all kind of have similar stories. Yes. After the near death expense experience, you're connected to the other side. Literally, mm. you can, t you could tap into the quantum. You can speak to spirits. Mm. We are a channel and vessel. And what I tell people too about the near death is if, if people have died around you, a parent, uh, even your pets, cause your pets are pure souls as well. Mm -hmm. You take on that energy. Like yes. you, you, it's like you, you, a lot of people have sacrificed themselves for us to be here for, to, for this mass awakening and to change the world. Right. And so moving forward to going down to the federal building, um, I'm driving. And then, so that happens. And then I, I, I'm getting, I, I'm hearing voices. They're saying they're guiding me with the arrows and, and different things. And they took me by, uh, an auto body repair shop, which I knew was la money laundering. I don't, I don't even know how I knew that. Like, and then they took me by like this massage place, which let's be honest, man. If they asked me, how do we live in the matrix? They have 265, uh, of the, uh, massage places in Houston. We all know that they're, they're like, all of these things are happening where they're laundering money and people are looking the other way. It's mm. they're, they're literally sex trafficking and right, human trafficking right, right, right. and nobody does or says anything right, about right, it. Right? right. So they took me by there and then I go to all these places. Okay. Okay. I clearly I'm meant to go there. And then I end up at the federal building and I go inside and I tell them, we live in the matrix. This is a simulation. And Wells Fargo, I don't know how I knew this, is laundering money through well, uh, uh, the cartels are laundering money through Wells Fargo Bank. Mm. Now, right at like, you said like that too. I said that to the to the Department of Homeland Security. It was like a neo, it was like a neo type <laughs> moment. And and then and then um 
And then they came up to me and said, huh? we're going to fucking kill you. Like literally, what? like, like what? literally I'm in the lobby and like, you wait, wait, shut wait, your mouth. Came up to you? the, the Department of Homeland Security. They came up to me in the lobby, but they didn't come to you. So you went, I, to I went, I went to them to go tell them. And so literally it was like, it was like, uh, wait, 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 people you went, hold on one <laughs> second. Yeah, yeah, hold come on, on come second. on. Hold on one second. <laughs> you, listen to this, y'all. This is deep here because I've always said that truth lies with almost the paradox of when you get threats. I think I mentioned that on the intro of my uh, podcast. I said, you can always find truth because people would get threatened and get threatened to get killed. Or sometimes these people die, like, you know, Phil Snyder, rest in peace. He died. Um, you know, due to the releasing and going on live with, you know, UFO and doing certain things. Um, there's a lot of people out there that had threats who had to re recreate their lives because they went, they, they released stuff that was going to mess up the matrix and mess up the whole system. So, um, you know, and what I'm saying, what he's saying right now is very important because he got a threat, but his threat came immediately. They didn't wait to come and come knock on his door. They told him straight from the beginning and it wasn't even about a UFO. You got to pay attention to what he's saying. So um, you're telling me you went to Homeland Security and you were talking to an office person at first, right? Yeah, I, w I, I went in the lobby and then and then so I was talking to somebody like basically saying I have this information uh -huh. and then they come downstairs in the lobby and then they sit me down and uh, and literally I, I'm just once once that came, like I felt that threat. It's like I, it's a, in a weird way. It was like I knew everything was going to be OK, but um, I literally started screaming to the the, the top of my lungs. They so just wait, threatened wait, to kill wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> they said they're going to kill you right there. Yeah. No, just shut. it was like talking through their You better shut your fucking mouth. We're going to fucking kill you. That type of energy. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what? the heck? I, it's so. So, and, 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 what, and they saw your reaction. You said you screamed or what happened? Yeah, it was like I was yelling. And then, but here's the irony: three people that I've known for over 20 years showed up. We all live probably 45 minutes from that building. What are the chances three people that I knew from over 20 years showed up uh, at that exact time? Because I have it on video. When I was at the Department of Homeland Security, they took me in a room mm -hmm. and they showed me 40 names of people that had passed through my life. And very specific names. Back home where I'm from, there's they, a, they showed you this? They, I, I'm, they sat me in a room and imagine like a whiteboard. Uh -huh. And it was 40 names that had passed through my life uh -huh. and very specific names. There was an Albanian family, one of my good friends named uh -huh. Agim. His family had oyster boats back home. And I could see Agim, Mergim, uh, Salman, which is like his uncle. I could see all these people that, that had interacted with my life. And I'm like, hmm. So when they showed you the 40 people that died in your life, what were they trying to show? Show you that they are they know who you are or what were they yes. trying to show you what was that point of that to the show point, you that we've been following you or? The, the point of that is they knew everything about me like okay. like, oh, it's, like it's, it's like a, a scare tactic it yeah was like, okay, i don't okay. even think they were trying to scare me i think they were just trying to make me aware if i'm being honest well i'm always being honest but this is my truth i was sent here from the future to dismantle this game mm -hmm. i incarnated on here because we created this system to dismantle this system. The earth is a school. Mm -hmm. We're here to learn how to ascend. And that means overcoming your fears and doing all these things. Mm -hmm. But all the imagine uh, what's what's the show uh, Undercover Boss? Yes. Imagine if you created a world like you're the CEO of Earth mm -hmm. and then you get to come back and play it now. And on the hardest settings is the things you created. And now you get to see what it's like on the other side of, of it's like you're the employee now versus the employer. Mm -hmm. And so that's. That's kind of this system that um, it, it just 
These are the downloads that we're getting, man, or that I'm getting. And so I stayed at home for three months. I was scared. You know, I would see like these weird looking maintenance men. I always felt like there was protection yeah. around me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. like they were protecting me. Right. So finally, when I started to come out of my show, I came out twice though. Two times I went to my daughter's softball game. Okay. And both times they, they started following me with Mark Carr's Department of Homeland Security. They sat next to oh, me at my wow. daughter's softball game and threatened wow. to kill me. So you was, you was, they was on you. They, they, but it's, it was like, every time I would tell myself, it was like, okay, they're here. They threatened me, right? I don't even know who to tell because who the hell can you trust if the Department of Homeland Security has, you know, jurisdiction everywhere. So right. it's like, but but nothing bad would happen. So that's that's how I started to figure out the game because it leads further into how I even went on this journey. Okay. So I, I we, we, we see that your background, we see kind of where you at, we see how the awakening happens. Um, there's some things I want to discuss with you. Um, let's let's go into uh, the star season aliens. Yes. Okay. So, um, do you believe you are a star seed? I know I'm a star seed okay. and Anunnaki, and I'm everything and everyone and every character. Okay. In the so game. for my viewers out there, because UFOs and hip hop are people that's connected to the culture. People come from basically things that is not. You know, hip hop is like you know like UFOs, right? So we're bringing hip-hop with ufos for people who don't know about the anunnaki can you just give them a brief when you say starcy you know your anunnaki what the anunnaki was and what it means so they understand that so way back in ancient times sumeria and all these places the anunnaki came down and the earth is kind of like a laboratory um and basically developing technology for other planets and other species the earth is a playground so the anunnaki as the creators um you know they were giants and they were they loved breeding <laughs> so they were giants yeah so because a lot of times people think that the nephilim were giants well they were giants but the anunnaki were 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 very large um they were bigger than the nephilim no 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 they weren't bigger than the nephilim they but they, they they're more in tune with gradually we've shrunk but right and in, in general they were yeah they, they were, were they big. were they, they were, were very big yes okay so um so was because I always have battled with this, you know, um, and I heard different things, I think. Um, so would you consider the Anunnaki Yahweh? I do. And and that's, you know, there's this there's this flood of information coming out that paints the Anunnaki as evil. But the Anunnaki are here. The Anunnaki control. The, the earth. There's a galactic council that sits over Earth. Right. It's there's not a a, a one person that pushes a button over right. Earth. You have the galactic council that sits over Earth, mm -hmm. and the CIA monitors everything. On a side note, but the Anunnaki um, are they they are the creators, and they're here to protect us against the Greys because the Greys have contaminated the DNA, and they're literally all of our governments are run by draconian reptilians. Yeah, you're talking about. Um, I, I get it. I, I get it. Um, so I want to go into that real quick. Uh, when you talk about um, the Anunnaki um, and the, the council and the law of one that I, I talk about and the law of one, the stuff that I've studied before with, by uh, Don Elkins, Carla Ruckett, and Jim McCarty, um, they talk about Yahweh. And actually, the Anunnaki, they call, which is, um, they, they had, they're called Anak which the Nephilim were the sons of Anak, which are sons of Anunnaki. Um, but Yahweh, before they had came in and did this experiment to, to have to mix with human, they actually had to go to the council, the confederation. Uh, in the law of one, they talked about how Yahweh went to the federation 
the whole points of the beings of the Nephilim were to create a hybrid race that was going to be bigger. They knew it was going to be bigger than the human race and they were going to have abilities, but they were there to help the progression for the harvesting of the human race to get to the next level because what was happening was that humans weren't um, progressing to the next level. So they were create this like this being that was going to help out, and that's how they had went to the Galactic Federation. And actually, in the law of one, they talk about the Federation. They talk about the quarantine. They talk about um, they even talk about the uh, Council of Saturn and the Ring of Saturn. There's another council which actually which are from they all come from different galaxies and they sit there and they do stuff galactically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've heard about the Galactic Federation and. Um, you know, Yahweh, it, and then there was deep because, you know, Yahweh, when Yahweh got introduced, but now they said that the negative beings found out that they were using the name Yahweh. So then the negative beings took over the name of Yahweh, mm-hmm. right? And then they started imprinting negative impres- um, uh, imprints upon that name. So to get confusion, mm-hmm. um, they even talk about how Moses was a positive being, but when he went up into Mount Sinai, um, he was contacted and that was that was uh, Yahweh, but I don't, from in the law of one, they talk about it maybe being negative. The ones he was in contact with was negative. And how you can tell is because of what the commandments say. Mm-hmm. When you, uh, the commandments, they could have had those commandments say, don't say thou shall not, because when you say thou shall not, psychology wise, it makes the human want to do it. Right. So those negative beings said that, but you know, they could have did it different. That's how you can tell from the light, basically, because words are light. So mm-hmm. they can tell by the connotation of the words, <clears throat> which is very deep. Right. Like, I don't want to go off on a tangent, yeah. but <laughs> you said Yahweh and Anunnaki. So um, Anunnaki, so basically they're a founder race or cedar race, right? The, mm-hmm. They're the founder race. And then you have star seeds, mm-hmm. which are, yeah, Ple- most of us resonate with Pleiadian, especially I tell people if you see the number 444. Yeshua or Jesus was Pleiadian. He was a star seed and a light worker, and he was not of this planet. And the Orion star cluster in the Seven Sisters is 444 light years away. Mm-hmm. It's not by coincidence, mm. but star beings, star seeds, indigo children, all of these. If you go back 6,000 years and you look in the caves around the world before we even had ships, mm-hmm. They had the same pictures of men with fire around them or little kids with fire around them. And indigenous and native culture, they've been telling these stories for 65,000 years of these crafts pulling up, these UFOs, and the beings coming down because we're children of stars. And each one of us is made of stardust. So, you know, the characteristics when I talk about star seeds are, are you an empath? Have you had the ability to read energy pretty much your whole life? Um do you, are you an energy uh, magnet or an antenna? Like you go to a beach and it's empty. All of a sudden people, everybody shows up and wants to be in your space. If you go to the mall and it's empty, do people show up and want to be around your space? Right. Um, do you feel this purpose of like never feeling settled, never feeling satisfied, never feeling, truly feeling loved since the time you were a child? Because all we want as high vibrational empaths is to be loved, but we never felt love the right way. That's a part of the program and part of the design. We were put in spaces, typically a lot of us were in ghettos or we were in other space. Like we were always around the poor or people that needed us because we have the healing frequency, but we didn't know it. We could be in a room full of people and feel completely alone. That It could be your birthday party. You could be in that same room full of people and everybody wants to talk to you because it's our energy. We're energy magnets and, and, and like chargers. That's what's up.